You are listening to the Choose Your Struggle Podcast, a member of the Shameless Podcast Network. Welcome to the Choose Your Struggle Podcast. I'm your host, Jay Schiffman. On this show, I interview people with lived and learned experiences on the topics of mental health, substance misuse and recovery, and drug use and policy. But occasionally, we talk about other topics as well. Today's Monday Motivation episode is a conversation with the incredible musician Ioka. But first, Kid Mental, let's go. Things ain't always gonna go our way. But you can always win when you just struggle. And some battles will be yesterday. But today is for a new beginning. You just struggle. And don't worry about what they say. But you can always win when you just struggle. And you can bounce back. Just as you Come on in, listen to just struggle. You just struggle. Hello and welcome to a really fun episode, a Monday Motivation episode of the Choose Your Struggle podcast. Today's episode is a unedited, very open conversation with the musician Ioka. As you know, with these Monday Motivation episodes, they're meant to be a little more off-brand, but the only thing that's off-brand here is that this is a musician that you know, is not specifically in the mental health space. But as we talk about, vulnerability is a big part of her her music. And I am so thankful for Ioka and her team for taking the time. We had a wonderful chat a couple weeks ago. We talk uh, about this on this episode uh, about how excited we both are about Donda, the Kanye album, which uh, recently came out. If you're like me, you are taking a brief break from listening to that to, to listen to this interview. I think I'm on listen 10 or 11 in the last five or six days. Just loving it. Um, jail 2. Actually, this is what I'll say about this. Jail 1 and Jail 2, if they if Kanye had put them out on, on the same track as, as they kind of were originally, um, or, or instead of separating them into two parts, in my opinion, would be one of his greatest songs of all time, as it is uh, Jay-Z's verse on Jail Part 1 and, and the Baby on Jail Part 2 are both just impeccable. Uh, the Locks showing up on the last song. I mean, just it's a great album. Uh, it's it's very much another work of art reminiscent of uh, Life of Pablo or Jesus. Um, and, and I love that he is sort of going back to that. Still a lot of Jesus, which as a as a, you know, a secular Jew is, is not my favorite thing. But uh, as my wife knows, because I play uh, Chance and Kanye all the time, you know, good music will have me listening to praise music. So that's, that's just the way it is. Uh, one more shout out on this. Uh, I forgot to mention this on Friday, but we do have new merch out for choose your struggle. I'll talk about this more next week, but if you want to take a look at it, go into the show notes or go to my website, jshiftman.com and go to the store page. Uh, my strategist Ryan has been killing it with some incredible designs. So go check that out. All right, without further ado, enjoy this just incredible conversation with Ioka. By the way, your team was super helpful. Uh, I sent my team the emails from yours and was like, do this. Like, (laughs) (laughs) they were on point. Um, Thank you. So I don't know how much they told you, but uh, my podcast is called Choose Your Struggle. 
and uh-huh. uh, it drops twice a week, Mondays and Fridays. Fridays is mostly people who work in mental health, substance misuse and recovery and drug use and policy. Mondays are people that, quite frankly, I just find inspiring. And oh, okay. I think we'll have a good conversation. They're not exactly on topic, but they're close enough. And it gives us a little more leeway to be a little looser and yeah. have a little more fun, right? Right. So that's what we're recording today. And in preparation for this, I'll just tell you this right now. I have been doing nothing but listening to your music. And I have to tell you, the song Elevate uh, may be my new like walk up song when I go to play softball. Like I cannot stop listening to this song. It is so good. Thanks. Oh, my God. You'll really love the new stuff coming out then. So I'm excited about that. (laughs) When's the new (laughs) stuff coming out? Um, so later in the fall is when we're projected to go ahead and release the full project. But um, I have a new fun song out named Weekend right now. Yeah. And <laughs> we'll, <laughs> yeah, we'll you be do. dropping <laughs> some more. Um, okay, so Weekend is like the literally like the only fun song on that project. Well, I have one called Hotline, which is a little seedy fun. But then the rest of it's that you know, very um, great for this conversation because it was me screaming in a mic for therapy and it like worked out. So well, <laughs> that I cannot wait to hear it then. Uh, I, I, I have a, a, a playlist called a positive mental health um, that I, I, a lot of my, my listeners I've shared with them and I mm-hmm. put uh, elevate on there. Cause I just think it's such a soulful and, and vulnerable song. Would you Thanks. agree? You know, it's so funny. Yeah, I think it is. But I will tell you something. That is probably one of my least vulnerable songs. Wow. I, that means I'm a pretty fucking vulnerable person. Like, <laughs> yeah. so I'm like, you know, I really write all of my stuff myself. And a lot of times I literally lock myself in a room. And right now I'm actually locking myself in my closet. <laughs> and I'm writing a recorded song. So it's like y'all are getting like. I mean, okay, you know how I kind of feel about it? You know, did you know this about Johnny Depp? After he writes, I mean, after he makes a movie, he does not watch it. He refuses to watch it. I feel like a lot of people are that way, right? That they don't like to see themselves. God, and you know, and a part of it is because it's so vulnerable. I think the creative process is such a vulnerable process that after you get it out, it's like you go back to being like normal, <laughs> like, you know, with your guards and everything. And you don't want to revisit that until you're like emotionally ready to remind yourself of like whatever weakness you personally can find in that vulnerability, even if it's not as apparent to like other people. Huh. I, I got to tell you, so the, the songwriting I mean, it's so foreign to me. I'm not musical mm-hmm. in that way. <laughs> so I just, I, I love hearing from people like you who put their their heart and their soul into this about where that comes from. Because, yeah. you know, I, I strive to be super vulnerable with the show, a lot of the work I do, but it's one thing to be talking. It's another thing to put that into lyrics and then belt it the way, I mean, if you listen to your songs, you don't hold back. Thanks. Right. I mean, like, like it, there's a second layer of vulnerability there. Right. Yeah. Yeah, it is. Um, and, you know, what's so funny that you say that that was literally my biggest hold up. Like when I first started even 
fucking learning how to sing, like was being vulnerable. Like when my friends, so basically I actually wanted to be an engineer. I wanted to work behind the scenes. I didn't even want to sing like that was because I didn't think I could. Like I always had notions that I could like uh, my piano instructor in elementary school, sixth grade, he was like, uh, he said, saying this, huh? and I try to do it. He said, you know, if you want, I could teach you how to sing. Like we could work on your voice and we could develop it. And I was like, oh, okay, thanks. So I was like, he's crazy. Bye. <laughs> and then it happened again. Uh, so very funny story. And if I ever win anything for my music career, I swear to God, this is going to be one of the first people I think is there is a guy named Norman Keys, Norman Hertz Keys. And he was actually, I believe he was um, a piano player for Erica Badu. He toured with her. Wow. And I believe he was somehow involved in um, writing Tyrone. Wow. With her. Oh, man. Yeah, I know. Pretty fucking major. <laughs> well, back in the day when I was still like Christian or whatever, like not, you know, that was just, you know, I feel like we all go through our different phases with things sure. like that. So, you know, that was my phase of religion. And um, basically, he told me he was like you know you're a you have a soloist voice because I had just learned how to sing like background and from an amazing uh lady but I was like I don't think so and I was like he was like I want you to sing this solo and I was like I'm not ready and so then he put me out there and we practiced it he was like all right we're gonna sing your song and I was like fuck and so I get up there I was so nervous that I was in a completely different key the audience looked scared and I was like god I was like I knew I wasn't ready but I doubted myself but it was because I knew I struggled with opening up to like get the delivery necessary. And then mm. with the added pressure of like doing it in front of like, I don't know, 200 people, it was too much, but then it got better. I went, I sang the uh, national anthem for my job at the time I worked at Capital One and they actually started applauding in the middle of me singing it. Wow. And then once I was done singing it, they all gave me a standing ovation in the auditorium. And I was so nervous. I just literally walked out of the auditorium <laughs> and I still had the mic in my hand. <laughs> So, you know, it was a journey to get here um, and, and really be able to give that emotion. Um, but I'm glad you could hear it because fuck, it's been a long, it's been a long road and I feel like it, it just gets even more intense. So it's like, I'm so happy that I was able to finally like accomplish that. Well, you, you are starting to get some buds. I mean, you came across my my uh, phone, obviously, and, and uh, I've been, like I said, binging your music. But let, wow. let's go back real quick. And where are you born and raised? You said you were, you, you know, did you learn to sing in the church? I mean, was that a big mm -hmm. part of it? Like, tell us a little mm -hmm. bit more about the, the background. And then also, where'd the name come from? Okay, yeah. So, okay, so I was born and raised in the DMV area. So I'm from Maryland. Um, and so... I grew up there partially and then I moved to Virginia 757. <laughs> and so um, I that's so that's where I'm like born and raised. And um, I didn't really have either one of my parents. I'm kind of like a orphan, like a loose orphan, because um, I've never literally I've literally never lived more than five years of like consecutive years with either one of my parents. Mm. So, I mean, yeah, so that's like an interesting thing. So that's was like you know I don't really talk too much about like where I'm from because it was kind of like I I don't have like a solid home base fully because I didn't sure. have like you know like my fam like my parents but um so basically the way I got into singing um it 
it was kind of through the church because I mean I was in like church choir and stuff when I was younger and I loved it um but I just never thought it was like for me so I really um got more into instruments um so I learned how to play a few instruments and things like that um and then I expanded my skills uh more in church but because I went to um school I was you know so I did go to an HBC, um, HBCU or whatever I went to Norfolk State um, nice. which is in Virginia and so I actually went into music education there um, because I just was like I want to do it and so then I was like I think I could do it I tried out for the choir and he's he just said to me he said you can either be a soprano one or you could be an alto too what do you want to do and I said <laughs> I don't know. I didn't even know I could sing. I didn't even know I was going to pass. So I was like, okay, I'll choose soprano too. And so that was like fucking history. I feel like being in choir really changed my life. I connected with some good friends there. And, you know, we did end up singing more in church. I got on like a praise team. And so that really like set the base. Um, but I do have classical training because of my schooling, you know, um, at, you know, you at um, Norfolk state or whatever. And so, um, after that, after school, I, you know, continued my training, um, my vocal training and Karen Nimarella, if you guys need to learn how to sing, go to that lady. Cause I tell you like, she's, she was like the final, like that was like the final boss that like leveled my voice up. Cause she said, do you even know how you're doing what you're doing? I said, no. She said, huh, she's amazing. And she doesn't even know how she's doing it. <laughs> so she really like gave me discipline to it. And she explained it, um, you know, just like the power um, that I do hold. I I'm a um, coloratura soprano. So that's like pretty fucking major um, in the sense of, of the types of sopranos. So, um, you know, the song, um, uh, the magic flute, queen of the night. Sure. I can sing that. <laughs> so I went from not knowing how to sing at all to being able to, you know, be the goddamn queen of the night. So it was kind of a crazy journey here. Um, yeah. So that's that explains, I guess, that background a little bit. And and, and when did you go full time? Like I'm gonna do this, and then you know, again, like help us understand the name, which I think is cool, and the image, because yeah. like if you go on for for the listeners, and I'm gonna put the link in the in the show notes, obviously. But if you go on your on your Spotify, uh, tell me <laughs> about this picture. What's going on here? <laughs> okay, all right. So basically, all right, wait, which picture? Are we so talking about the pink one? You you look like a yes, a queen. You are dressed like a queen. Ah, thank you. Um, yeah, so basically, all right. So remember I told you I went through that whole religious phase. That's yes. why I call it a phase. So I'm obviously not religious. I'm there's there's nothing that says uh Puritan about me right now. Um, so I would say the way I even got there, hold on, wait. The what was the first question again? Where'd the name I'm come from? Back. The yeah. name. Okay. So basically, oh yeah. And then you asked, um, when did I decide to go full time with this? Right, right. So, okay. That was a up, like, okay, kind of an uphill stop and go journey for me. Um, I did start, um, you know, right after school. Um, I was really into playing my guitar, my acoustic, and I was writing songs on it. Um, I started working with a producer and, you know, it, it was all right. But then, you know, kind of the shit that happens in the industry, he liked me and I didn't like him. So then he <laughs> didn't want to work with me. And I'm like, whatever. And so then I just put that on pause. You know, I started um, my spiritual business, actually. I, you know, along my way, I did 
just feel like uh, for me and you know this is just for me I felt like there were just um too many inconsistencies in the politics of the church and how all of that works I felt like it was impossible rules impossible standards literally no one could like meet up to the rules um that were given to be a good Christian, not even a pastor. So it's like, you know, we have backsliding and, you know, you feel like shit and then you try to do it all over again. You feel like shit again. And I just really felt like there wasn't enough evolution for me as a person. I was like, well, what's next? Like, how do I move to the next level? Like what, like everything is in seasons, everything goes through evolution. And I, I really felt like I was not personally evolving in that space. So um, I actually found this lady who was an energy worker and an energy healer and it fucking blew my mind like I mean I did a, um, a session with her she wouldn't explain what she did fully because that is just her personality um, but I met her in Best Buy I was actually working there <laughs> part-time yeah it was real weird because like so my best friend at the time he basically begged me to work at Best Buy with him <laughs> as part-time we were still in college because um, he didn't want to be bored and so then I met the lady who changed my life. I was trying to put her screen protector on and we got into astrology. I was into astrology and one thing led to another and I found out past lives were pretty real for me. Um, she did some energy work on me. It felt like my lymph nodes were like swelling up in my, in my throat. I started like panicking. And then I was like, something's happening to my throat. I feel like I can't breathe. And then she was like, oh, and she like snapped her fingers and blew a little bit. She was like, that's just your past life when you were working in a terminal illness ward. And here, you can just clear that karma right on out and literally as soon as she snapped her freaking fingers it went away it was not a placebo because she didn't say hey you're gonna feel this you know huh. and she didn't say hey I'm gonna get rid of this feeling it was like it happened and oh my god that changed everything for me so much pressure was taken off of me because I was like wow if I do not get everything right in this you know, projected 60, 70 years, 80, hopefully 90 years of my life, I won't have to burn for eternity because I fucked up one time, you know, like, you know, it's pretty, it's kind of a crazy standard to think of whatever. But anyway, so I get into all of this, right? And so then I start my spiritual business because I end up learning. I'm a Reiki master. Um, I'm also a teacher, a practitioner, and I'm also a shaman. So I'm a Native American shaman. This all ties into the name as well. Um, so I come from a line of medicine women. We are Sioux Cherokee. And so I come from a line and also Blackfoot. Um, so I come from a line of medicine women. And so that gift gifting has always been innate for me, but I really got more into it once I got into healing. And then I chose the name Ioka because in the Cherokee um, language and also in the Yoruba language, there's a crossover there. It means she brought happiness. And so with my job of being a healer, I, you know, one of my largest priorities, um, even growing up was to create happiness and to, so that people wouldn't have to feel the way I did. Like, cause you know, being abandoned by your parents, being an orphan, not ever feeling like you have support or hope, like you have to create that for yourself. I wanted to help create that for other people. And so that's where the name actually comes from. It comes from my healing um, journey. Very cool. Uh, I, I, I appreciate how much thought and, and love you've put into this. So mm -hmm. uh, before we kind of talk about what's coming down the line, a couple of, of rapid fire, I guess, music questions as, as mm -hmm. a lover to someone who creates beautiful music. Uh, Thanks. Who is your number one musical influence? Oh my God. Oh, wow. That's a hard question. Um, <laughs> I would say, 
probably one of my biggest influences would be Maxwell. Wow. Okay. And I say Maxwell because of his writing style. I was doubting myself and I was thinking, can I make music that's good enough all by myself? Like, do I have it like in me? Cause you know, and so I went and I was looking at um, people's writing and the writer's credits and literally Maxwell, I like literally only uses one other person in most cases to help write his music. And I love that. I love how potent and simplistic his lyrics are, but they hold so much depth and meaning. I feel like he chooses keys um, in music that reflect the emotion that he's trying to project as well. So I grew up listening to a lot of his music, expressing a lot, um, feeling a lot, and honestly, even understanding a lot about love and like emotional dynamics through his writing and his in his style of writing and delivery. Well, that was a that was a beautiful answer. Um, <laughs> so then, all right. Other than other than him, who is your dream collaboration? Oh, that's a good question. Right? I'm coming in hot. <laughs> I know. I'm like, okay, if okay, I have to think like if I if I got this collaboration, I think I would die. So who would that be? Hmm. That's a tough one. All right. I have, okay. Can I choose two? Please. <laughs> okay. All right. So this one may be controversial because I know he's not everybody's favorite, but Kanye. Uh, I love Kanye. I can't wait for Donda. Me either. I mean, <laughs> if, if we want to see fucking like modern day musical genius, it's going to be Kanye yeah. creative genius all the way. I fucking get it. Like I just, Oh my God. Even, you know, my favorite project from him would even have to be um what was the what was the project i see the imagery was it yay it was yay yay is one of my favorite projects i really love jesus don't get me wrong (laughs) but yay literally just oh my god it shows his his state like his mental state it that was a vulnerable project to me it's very avant-garde and abstract and just fucking genius in my opinion you know yeah both Jesus and yay are 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 interesting i would say pound for pound there's it's hard pressed to find a better album than my my beautiful dark twisted fantasy i i just think you know to i have to i have to give you validity there like i have to like make room for that because i mean really i mean he just outdoes himself just top to bottom just an incredible it's so album hard. Yeah. it's so hard to pick a favorite project because they all come from a different space yes very like, true every single one every single i love that okay so him and um hmm I mean, honestly, I guess that Kanye is the answer. I feel like that he's the answer. Never mind. All right. Well, to. you're gonna share this interview with him, and then that'll that'll make it happen, and then you're gonna thank me on <laughs> on the liner notes of the record. Uh, that's how that's gonna work. All right. Next one. Uh, if, uh, so, little different take on a classic question. Not if you only had one album, but if you could, if you only had one artist that you mm-hmm. could listen to the rest of your life, you know, to mm-hmm. sort of desert, desert Island thing. Who is the mm-hmm. one artist that you think you would never get bored of that you would take? Michelle Nagiotello. I don't know who that is. I'm fascinated already. Wow. You've never heard of Michelle. Okay. So me, you know, the song It's her, one of her most favorite songs is the, you made a fool of me. Oh, sure. Okay. Yeah. Her. So, her album there's two albums that i just literally almost listen to almost every single day it's going to be her album comfort woman and her album 
bitter. They are both just amazing. I mean, she just like soothes my soul. I I have found so much of like my emotional maturity as a woman in those two albums. Wow. All right. I, I, I have not given her enough time then. I'm going to have to go back and uh, Oh, God, she's amazing. Seriously. All oh, right. my goodness. Also, one thing about her, on her album, Bitter, I believe she played every single instrument almost. Every That's single impressive. instrument. Yes. All right. Last one of the, these rapid fire. Who <laughs> have you seen live the most? Okay. Uh, this is a confession. I don't go and see people live a lot. Wow. So if we have to call it the most, I feel like it would be B2K because that may have been, uh, <laughs> I've seen B2K and I've seen Drake live. I've literally only seen these two people live because both times my friends was like, hey, come to this concert with me. I, I, I understand. I've seen Chingy three times live, so I'm not one to, to judge whatsoever. Uh, and, and one of those was right when he dropped, you know, the uh, Holiday Inn and all that. It was like one of his first shows. So Were you doing uh, the chicken head at the show? Uh, you know, this was back. Uh, I was in 11th grade. I went wild for Chingy. I was not ashamed to admit so I'm a ter- I'm like literally I'm such an introvert I I don't like you know that's crap. funny you say that because I'm not getting that whatsoever on this you are being very uh open and I appreciate that thanks all right so uh you you mentioned earlier you've got new music on the way tell mm-hmm. us about the recording process how's that going okay um so it's almost done and so my recording process um most of my songs start off as freestyles most of them um some of them are complete freestyle um especially on this new pro the project that's coming out um so I do okay so my work ethic is I guess is a little more uh I don't know like I don't know what is the word strict I didn't realize I was so strict with my work ethic so basically what I do I do home recordings where I literally get everything the way I would want it to be when it releases so I'm talking about the harmonies the structure the arrangement everything the levels I even mix my own shit at home and then I only go to the studio to create um to record the final Pro, like projects so I don't like wasting time I don't want to be there doing nothing when I go in there I go in me and my engineer have a great time we get high and then I go out but we get a lot of shit done and so the entire recording process happens in my own little cave until I'm ready to go and record the final process I, I honor that I think that's awesome <laughs> uh, I, I as someone who controls mine from top to bottom I get it that is your yeah big- uh, so are you saying that the song weekend is a, fr- is a freestyle? Because I thought when I was listening to this, this sounds like someone who's just vibing. Yes. So a big part of weekend was just a freestyle because, all right, so chief, I love chief Keith. Okay. Finito <laughs> is one of my favorite tracks and then don't like is like a very close second. Okay. So it's like, I was like, wow, I want to make a song that makes people feel similar to how I feel when I hear Finito. Like, I mean, I want to just feel like, I want people to just feel arrogant and just hype. And like, they just can go and like, you know, fucking like rule the world on the weekend, you know? Like, I want 
everything to be thrown out the window, any type of reservation. Like, and that's why I did that. And so for the most part, it was mostly freestyle, especially like, yeah, it was like, so I actually had to have a couple of drinks <laughs> to write the weekend because I was like, all right, like I can't be acting too crazy, but I was like, but I can act crazy when I have a little Tito's. So <laughs> Uh, I basically went in. I was like, what's the shittiest thing I could say? <laughs> That's kind of how I made the weekend. So uh, last song, last question before I want to give you some time to shout out where people can find you and all that. But uh, what is it like, you know, you've worked hard to get to where you are and you're finally getting the success. Is it resonating with you? Or are you still kind of like, you know, this isn't real for me yet? Oh my God. I've totally had multiple moments like this. I was like, am I just in some episode of psychosis where I'm imagining all of this stuff? And it's like, I'm like, just wasting my money. But no, I, yeah, it's crazy. It's starting to slowly sink in for me because I don't think people, one thing people probably don't understand is the fucking like the magnanimity of the investment you have to put into a music career before you see any results it's kind of like you really have to go all in from the beginning and so you're going to lose a lot of money a lot of sleep a lot of everything just hoping that it fucking works you can't make people like your stuff you know so I mean now that I'm fine I'm finally starting to see more feedback on it and it's it's cool but it's I don't think it's it's it still hasn't really hit me that people like it to the to the depth that they do. Like I read some of these literal critics just praising my shit up and down. I'm like, whoa, like that's that's crazy, you know? <laughs> well, I I I can't imagine. I, I think that it would be all very surreal. Uh, and, and I appreciate you taking this time. It's been so fascinating to learn about you and your work uh, where people who are vibing off this, obviously, like I said, I'll put the, the link in the show notes to your Spotify, but where else can people check you out? What else do you want people to know? Okay. So you guys can check me out on Instagram at Ioka music and on Twitter, underscore, underscore, Ioka, underscore, underscore. The name was taken. I know guys, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> Um, and I think the only thing is like, just stay tuned. Like I have more shit coming. If you love the first project, you're definitely going to love the second one. You're definitely going to get more vocals and more range and more power. So, well, I cannot wait. Uh, I'll have to stay tuned on Instagram for that release date. And once again, I okay. Thank you so much for taking the time. Thank you. Bye. <laughs>